Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. We're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doing? Your Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. That's everyone's favorite podcast. Um, so today we have an extra special guest, but I'll start things off by introducing our regular panel. Obviously, I am Felipe, and today I am the T-Rex of the podcast, chasing after random people on Twitter um, and calling them out. <laughs> <laughs> we also have... Dr. Feel Better, who we need here because I have many feelings and Will can help me clear them up. So how are you doing today, Will? Part of the fossil exhibit. That's a good one. I am part of the fossil exhibit. <laughs> so old. I feel, I no, feel I'm it in great. my bones. Doing great. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. We can't do a podcast without our favorite assistant to Major Monogram, Carl, aka Navi. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, been a crazy week, crazy day, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about Phineas and Ferb and, uh, you know, relive my childhood, go back to better times. Yes. Speaking about time travel, we'll go back to reliving this for the first time, but we had to bring in a special guest. She's a big Phineas and Ferb fan. She recently, to some people, if you were there, you had to be here, like the Twitter meme. I had to be there. <laughs> established the perfect line between Gen Z and millennial, but she's a big Phineas and Ferb fan in her own right. The Peter the Panda, let's welcome her from the backstage to the Zoom call. It's Miss Naomi Calhoun. What if I just didn't say anything? Just like like that little fucker. <laughs> Are you also gonna get rid of your mouth like he did? Yeah, terrifying. I am doing so well. I'm so excited to talk about Phineas and Ferb because I fucking love Phineas and Ferb. I always have, I always will. Um, and I couldn't, and I, as soon as you asked me, I was like, yes. Uh, and then you said the band episode is not available and I went, God damn it. So I, I <laughs> you went with this one and you picked a great episode. This is my favorite by far. The ones that we rewatched, I think soft spoiler alert, maybe we'll get into it. Cause I also really love, um, last week's episode the second one uh tree to get ready i remembered it this time 
But we have one episode today to talk about because it was a 23 minute episode instead of two half episodes. And yeah, so Naomi, give us your opinions and for a backstory before we get started. Well, if you were watching my Twitch stream, which you probably weren't because you like, had to be there were watching. Yeah, um, I was there. Navi yeah. was there. And I think Will popped in for a second. I was told there would be a would be a VOD, not not to bring uh, up any yeah. old wounds, but I was yeah. I was looking forward to watching the VOD. And we, and some people are too dumb to. So it happens to so many people where they um, don't set up the thing that apparently you need to set up to even keep the videos on your Twitch profile, which seems kind of absurd. Why wouldn't you just automatically have that on? You know, it's only fourteen days that they're going to be up. So anyway, that video is not available. Um, and for me. I love Phineas and Ferb. I was a day one OG where I was watching High School Musical 2. And then I stuck around after the commercial break to watch Phineas and Ferb. I loved it. And I, I think I was saying that like my personality, I was, a, I was a weird kid. So I really loved like Foster's Home for Their Imaginary Friends. And I loved cheese and blue. I like loved <laughs> the weird, weird characters. And so if you're like, hey, Naomi, what would have like been so appealing to you? It's like, oh yeah, a platypus that's a secret agent that wears a little hat and doesn't say anything. I loved Perry the platypus so much. I had him on. Uh, I, ha- I, I, I wish I had gone back to my parents' house and taken photos of these, but I had him on um, notebooks and I had him on folders <laughs> and like notebooks that said like an aquatic, uh, semi-aquatic egg-laying mammal of action. Like I, I loved it that deeply. So I'm very invested in Phineas and Ferb. We love that for you, a queen. <laughs> so Naomi, can I just take a quick guess on who your favorite character is, other than Perry the Platypus? You certainly can. Is it Dr. Doofenshmirtz? Um, of course it is. Uh, says, <laughs> I have a meme on my phone of Dr. Doofenshmirtz that just says, why are men? Um, he's, <laughs> he's, I love Dr. Doofenshmirtz because it's like the perfect kids cartoon character. Like he's weird, he's funny. Uh, when you're an adult, he's also funny, um, and he also feels like incredibly like Jewish grandpa <laughs> to me. <laughs> yes. I love Doctor. You, you can see him as your grandpa. Uh, yeah, I think it just like he feels like. Um, I feel like he's more uncle. Yeah, yeah, I get like, uncle vibes from him. Right, it's like when you go to like a family reunion and just like you have the relative in the corner who's complaining about like the bagels that's dr <laughs> don't don't let him near jordan kalish otherwise he might complain about the bagels they would have to get the the seedsinator for seedsinator <laughs> that's classic <laughs> oh my god that'd be so good naomi do you have a doofenshmirtz impression oh god do i uh <laughs> do you have any impressions um yeah i think i can well, I'm probably a Candace. Like, if what is my Phineas and Ferb horoscope? I'm You're a Candace. You're a Candace. I think Navi's a Candace as well. <laughs> I'm not a Candace. <laughs> I think I've That's a I Candace reaction. <laughs> I like what to do you think, think I have slightly more chill than Candace. True. But clear, I guess I don't. So we should we should get um Kirsten on here and do the Phineas and Ferb horoscopes. Which character is each horoscope? Um, Kirsten is also a Candace for sure. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a Sagittarius, Naomi? I am. (laughs) Relatable. Not relatable, but it's a fire sign. What's your horoscope? 
I'm a I'm a Taurus. No, I meant I meant Phineas and Ferb. Oh, horoscope. Oh, Will's um, a Ferb. I think I'm a Ferb. Yeah. Yeah. Just just based on how much I've already talked in the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you get two fire signs in here. We go <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of what. Um, I'm trying to do my doofenshmirtz because he's also on TikTok. I mean, I don't know. Dan Povenmire? Oh, um, we yeah. talk about it all the time. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I, I was, like, watching his videos, and I'm like, wait, Danny, that's the guy from Phoenix and Furby. My boyfriend, like, famously did not give a shit about Disney Channel shows, so he doesn't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. So, Cultured. Like, I force him to watch these TikToks with me. Um, uh, you're the person who told me that you have TikTok on his phone because you don't want to make your own TikTok, right? And like, yeah, yeah I, okay. I don't want it on my phone. I don't want um, to crawl down the rabbit hole. So I force my, my boyfriend has TikTok in his phone and I just watch over his shoulder every night before bed. <laughs> it's yeah, a dangerous but... rabbit hole. Exactly. I, I, I swear I, I've gotten about an hour less sleep a night ever since I downloaded it. Oh my God. Somewhat relatable. I've been on Clubhouse. Last night I was on Clubhouse until like 2.30, 3am with Jordan Kalish and Amy Howard and Kennedy from uh puya stream we were all on clubhouse just talking and i was like i can't judge rob anymore for going to clubhouse i'm on clubhouse <laughs> way too late um yeah not fully big dming me on twitter at 2 40 something in the morning to be like get on clubhouse <laughs> and i was like i have a job i'm going to bed <laughs> you responded unrelatable <laughs> isn't twitter trying to do the clubhouse thing now i always see like there's like, like twitter oh, spaces like or something yeah who knows like twitter is a mess they they talk about like stealing people's products they went they took the uh, instagram stole from snapchat and then facebook stole from instagram and then twitter stole from them with the fleets it's a mess but anyways should we talk about the episode wait i'm gonna oh, yeah, okay. we're we're gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna really try for this dr Jew for shorts and then we can move on Oh, Perry the Platypus. I can't do it. <laughs> you sounded like you I trying like to do toad. A, you, a, a little I bit. Do a toad impression. Do that, do that. Uh, I and then I go, toad. That's my toad. Is that toad or is that R2D2 screaming? Both. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, it hasn't dropped yet, but the Ingender podcast recorded and I broke out my Elmo impression. Um, <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, we were doing the Sesame Street characters for the uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Can you give us one little okay. Elmo impression? Okay. Give me a second. Elmo understands that it's hard for everybody <laughs> on this pandemic, but, but Elmo's going to be here to give you story time and play dates, and we can have lots of virtual fun together. Ooh, virtual. I like that word. Just remember, Elmo loves you. Oh that went on like go. 10 seconds longer oh. than I expected it would. It was too much. <laughs> but, oh give it a grade. A B plus, I think. Is what I think I, it's a B plus. You don't have the accent down, but it's really good. Sometimes when I do it, accent. sometimes when I do it, I'm like, I, I add like a little bit of Long Island in there for no reason. Like, <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, Elmo oh. from Long Island. But then Long we can Island do a, Elmo would be would be a great television. One of my that. favorite things is that Elmo sings Africa video where he's like, Elmo doesn't understand much about Africa, but he knows that there's zebras there and the Black Panther. There's a, an exceptional video on YouTube everyone should watch. Of there's there's John Oliver and Cookie Monster doing the news, but then there are outtakes of John Oliver and Cookie Monster doing the news, and Cookie Monster is just like, you terrific. 
<laughs> when Cookie Monster did his Wired autocomplete interview, I was howling yes. legitimately on the floor. That uh, we, th- should we rebrand to Sesame Street podcast? <laughs> I think that's appropriate considering how long we've been talking yeah. about. I, I'm just basically a Muppet. Uh, I think Naomi has said something similar, right? You said you're you said you're also a Muppet in the past, Naomi. No, you say you're the opposite of ASMR. That's what you say. Totally different things. Although I would I would say that my body at most times is like a Muppet, just <laughs> flailing and not uh not. We'll get to when Peter the Panda in any way. When Peter the Panda came on the the Dr. Phil show and he was waving his arms around, I was like, that is me. I identify mm-hmm. with a panda waving his arms around. Um, but Will, tell us about this episode. The short <laughs> it, Will. It's it's about time we talk about Phineas and Ferb here. Uh, so it's 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 fitting that the episode is it's about time. Uh, so so we start off Danville Museum interior day. Uh, there's uh, there the the family is there. Uh, Linda and Lawrence are there with with Candace and Phineas and Ferb, and they're they're looking at all these these fossils. And these these fossils were apparently discovered in Danville. I didn't know that was a thing that museums did, where where like all of the fossils from the museum were just like from the area. Not with prehistoric um, ones, but I feel like with um like I grew up in historic Lexington, Massachusetts, so I feel like there was a ton of artifacts that they collect in these like local museums. But like with the dinosaurs, I was like, they're just random dinosaur bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I just meant like I, I did, but also I have something going on with my eyes. That's why I sounded like I was really sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, they, they see the, the, there's a fossil of like a dog, a fully put together dog skeleton. With a collar. With a collar that says Bucky in like Comic Sans or something like that. It, the, the font is very out of place on this collar. <laughs> Uh, but Phineas is like, uh, didn't didn't we have a dog named Bucky? And he went to go live on kindly old man Simmons's farm. And then I he- was like, this did not happen on the show. They did not do this, <laughs> right? And I was like, no, they did. They went there. They went there. <laughs> Dark. And, and then right after, Lawrence is trying to like distract them and make them not think about their dead dog. And he's like, and here's kindly old man Simmons. And it's just a man skeleton in in overalls. <laughs> Lawrence needs to like he I think he's needs to pay for their therapy bills when they realize what happened here really they they had they had such a good a good story that you know the dog went to live on the farm you don't have to to think about this dog anymore he lived a happy life and then oh now you know we're just gonna keep his bones on public display yeah no uh if if Phineas is so smart if they're so smart how the fuck did they not realize that that's their dead dog? <laughs> it's just some other dog with the same name. That happened to grow up in Danville. <laughs> um, no, th- this is like Lawrence's breakout episode. I know we've had him a little bit in the past, but shouts to Richard O'Brien from the Rocky Horror Show. Um, yeah. voice Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne? No, they're not <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence, Lawrence Fletcher. <laughs> Like whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> it's not more. Well, he. It's not more. <laughs> well, he does a really good job. I forgot that this is actually quite a funny character. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this was a good episode. There were so many memorable lines from this episode that I remembered as soon as like they said it the first time. I'm like, oh my god, I remember this. Um, 
like the the fossils dun, 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 and the credits and then also candace um when she's at the hot dog stand uh and i can't remember oh that's hilarious jeremy like that one <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, Phineas and Ferb, they, they spot that there's an exhibit that's gadgets through the ages. I know, okay, this will be perfect for us. Let's go, let's go look at the gadgets through the ages. And they see a time machine and, and this, this uh, museum guide is, is giving a tour and he's telling people about the time machine. And they say, oh, this is, this is perfect. We're gonna, we're gonna fix up the time machine. Uh, the, the guide says something in there. He's like, you can tell that he never he never finished it because or else you would see him here right now something like that about this this time traveler guy and when when i was reading i think this this uh xavier onassis is the guy who invents the time machine i saw that he he comes up in in a later episode in some some later time travel episode yeah no he looks familiar like from a different episode mhm uh but but they decide they're they're going to build the time machine, uh, and and Perry has has wandered off somewhere. I this is one of my favorite uh, Perry the platypus uh, uh, sort of like getting to his secret lair vehicles because he he goes through the photo booth and the photo booth is like taking pictures of him as as he as he goes down the chute. Yeah. No, it's uh, gonna be very easy to find. Like he's supposed to keep his identity a secret, and like, yeah, so and what? Where are those photos going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope he pocketed them. It's leaving too much evidence. Maybe he sends them to Doofenshmirtz in the in the mailing list. It could be like, yeah, uh, like just taunt. Oh, he just like no. taunts him. I got it. It's what he uses to advertise your to look for a nemesis at the nemesis conference or whatever. Like these are like you need mm-hmm. to take those photos. Um, like his headshot. Yeah, yeah, like a headshot or like a passport <laughs> photo. You have to put it in your. It has to be a certain size. You have to just be straight on. No passport photos. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also, pair the platypus would have to like stand on multiple chairs to get in the frame for those photo booths. Like just knowing that they like are eyesight for humans, let alone like the Perry. Perry would have to jump up. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so he he gets in into the lair, and and Major Monogram is just like like frozen he's it's never like really clear why he's he's frozen well it's the freezinator ray right yeah you know i didn't put that together until just now uh (laughs) i didn't i didn't put it together until the second watch so it's fine (laughs) yeah uh but But it is a funny bit (laughs) but major monogram is stuck uh but someone's got to tell perry what the plan is and this is the the first time we see the intern carl Telling Perry the platypus about about Duck. In my head, he sounded more like Carl Weezer, but he was like pretty. I don't. He did not sound as much like Carl Weezer, who I feel like is another of Naomi's favorites. Um, <laughs> oh, basically... I do love. I'm a. I'm really it's, a Sheen girl, but I do love Carl. It's well. I I think the difference is that this this Carl doesn't talk a whole lot about Jimmy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good impression. <laughs> See, we're just breaking out impressions. Navi, <laughs> now you got to do one. Do you have an impression? Oh, you have a Zach impression. Yeah, Shout out I Zach did. Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, I did a Zach impression on Aang in there last week. Um, I, I probably won't break it out now, but yeah. maybe it, if his soul yeah. enters my body, it'll happen. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, uh, so so uh, Carl Carl tells, tells 
um, Perry the Platypus to go check out Dr. Doofenshmirtz, and and he leaves. Uh, and then Candace Candace walks up on on Phineas and Ferb fixing the time machine, but she thinks they broke the time machine. Uh, so of course she's she's gonna go tell mom. Uh, but as as they're fixing the time machine, she starts to get stuck in this time loop. So she she grabbed this little little light bulb looking thing, uh, and she keeps like jumping back to to the the time machine over and over to to confront them with the same sentence over and over. Yeah, I wonder if she like recorded like specific lines or if they just reused the same one. I th- my guess is it's the same one. At least at least with the um the one when when she's talking to Jeremy the like the voice inflections she hits in there sound the exact same every time so either she's really consistent as a voice actor or they just use the same line they probably did a few takes though like regardless of what they ended up going with they probably had her like do it many times Mm -hmm. oh yeah voice acting is exhausting also like i have to say like uh, ashley tisdale is delivering such a crazy hard performance when she does all of Candace's like voices, like all the oh, yeah. things, like it's fucking insane. I can't believe she didn't like lose her voice doing this role. It, it's insane especially this does. episode too, because like she does a lot of yelling and, and shrill, like just screams. Yep. Yeah. Um. I I think we don't talk about Ashley Tisdale's range enough. Like she's Sharpay, she's Maddie, she's Candace. Like she's a talented woman, and now she's a producer. Um. So we stand. Also, judge of the masked dancer. Yeah, I heard she was awful. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, not as bad as Brian Austin Green, but like people, she was like doing that thing where like she's like 30 and she's like, oh yeah, me and you are like youths. We're on TikTok or something mm-hmm. like. So like uh, um, the, one of the D'Amelio girls or whoever was on it. Um, But I, I didn't watch the show. I just know that Jordan Sparks was on it and we really, she really deserves the world. Jordan Sparks, I'm a stan. Um, well, I also, here's the thing. I think that, I want to say this, justice for Candace, because Phineas and Ferb's mom fucking sucks. She, <laughs> she sucks. She never comes with any sense of urgency, even though Candace looks like she's about to have a fucking aneurysm over, like, what's going on. But then also, she, like, raised a snitch. Like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> We need to hold Candace's mom accountable. Are you aware that Will keeps track of every time Candace? We we have a recurring yeah. segment called the Candace Gaslight Watch, um, <laughs> and it's it's almost always Linda's fault. It is like Phineas and Ferb never to to all. Obviously, the plot of this is like, oh, my little brothers are causing trouble. But like to their credit, they never gaslight Candace as much as the mom is just like, what the fuck is going on? Shut up, Candace. Like it and, never <laughs> ever. And Doofenshmirtz's inventions also gaslight her because they like coming. Yeah. The do sex machina of it all. Um, uh, so, speaking of people who deserve the world, Perry the platypus. Uh, well, I'm in the wrong spot of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Perry the platypus. Perry the platypus shows up to to uh, like Doofenshmirtz's rooftop pool, but he's somehow like in a scuba suit in the rooftop. Yeah, where did he get into that? Also, he's a semi-aquatic mammal. He can swim. He doesn't need a scuba suit. Does he need the suit? Can, can he can he breathe underwater? That's that's another question. 
Probably not. I guess he's a mammal. Um, so so he he walks in on on Doofenshmirtz, and he he can like see through the window. He's he's fighting with somebody, uh, and and he walks in, and and there's something going on in the closet. Doofenshmirtz says it's just mice, um, but but we find out that it's it's Peter the panda. Peter the panda is the one fighting with Doctor Doofenshmirtz, and he is hiding in the closet. Or scandal. It's scandalous. Like, what is more scandalous? If Doofenshmirtz had an affair with, like, a, uh, like with his wife when they were married, or this? Definitely this. This is mm-hmm. yeah. And then I, I, I think you can. They're definitely like treating this as if it were something like that, as if there were for some kind of like, like uh, marital infidelity or something like that. Um, that that. Doofenshmirtz says, "Like, oh, we're we're not enemies. We're just really bad friends." Me and me and Peter the Panda. And then he has the the mark on his face. And but I can't help but stand Peter the Panda because he's so freaking adorable. He's so cute. <laughs> it, it, it all matters to me whether or not Peter the Panda realizes that he's being a homewrecker. <laughs> I think he does. I think we see later in the episode that Peter the Panda doesn't give a fuck, and he's ready to fuck somebody up. Maybe I really should stop standing Peter the Panda because, like, he's problematic. Like, he's aware of it. Like, it's not—it's not fair if Peter the Panda didn't know that he was intruding on something. Then that would be all Doofenshmirtz's fault. But Peter the Panda is definitely aware of the situation. Like, maybe I need to re-examine myself. I just think Peter yeah. the Panda is creepy. I mean, what? He's adorable. Here's the thing. He's adorable. I do like him, but he's also very creepy. Do you want to say what you said in the pre-show? Oh, that he looks like a sleep paralysis demon. That's what he looks like. Like you're you wait you you're in sleep paralysis and you look in the corner of the room and Peter the Panda is standing there on his little fedora, and then he just like blinks his tiny little beady eyes at you and you freak out. Uh, this is why I mean. The fact that he doesn't have a mouth, I think, is is what makes it so much creepier. The, the uncanny there's valley. There's no of it expression. All. You can't see any expression on his face. But also, this is what happens with Ferb a lot. I feel like Ferb has a very very small mouth, and so Ferb is just like dead in the eyes, staring all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like Peter the Panda would win Big Brother Canada because he gives me sociopath vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Since he doesn't have a mouth, like you can't read him. He's probably like. It's just silent there, and then I don't know. Actually, I take it back. Peter the Panda's not a sociopath, but he's a homewrecker. Definitely. Uh, if you uh, had so- a nemesis, wait, sorry. I think this was not to steal a feedback question, but this, if you had an nemesis and it had to be an animal and it, they had to be an alliteration, what would your nemesis be? Ooh. I think, hmm. It's a lot of dead air here. Tomas the tree frog. Ooh, wow, a tree you're frog. Gonna fight, you're going to get fucked up by a tree frog because here's the other thing. When you're picking your nemesis, they're winning. Like, yeah. Because mm. as we saw, they're always powerful. I, I think I would go with um, with um, Wallace the wombat. I just fight a wombat every day. You mean Josh Wiggler? No, <laughs> I, I liked wombats in high school before it was a Wiggler thing. And I respect, full of respect, I want a Wiggler's wombat hat. But I loved wombats, uh, and they're very cute, and I think they would look very cute in a little fedora. What about Geraldine the giraffe? 
Jurassic will fuck you up. I would well, Jurassic, that's like almost up there with kangaroos. Yeah, no. Where they hit uh, each other with their necks. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Gibby the guppy. Gibby the guppy. When I was when I was little, I was I was into the idea of chinchillas. I think like Chester the chinchilla would be very yeah, fun. Yeah, that's a good one. So we got Willie the walrus, not Willie the walrus. Waluigi the wombat, whatever you named him. <laughs> Waluigi, Waluigi the wombat's pretty good though. <laughs> and then Chester the not Chester the Cheeto, uh, Chester the chinchilla. <laughs> I gotta think of a better one. Oh no, a monkey would fuck me up. Um. But like a hamster no hamsters are dangerous they would they, they would like they would crawl they would it's, we're very uh, many episodes ahead but hamsters in your pants come on no squirrels, squirrels in your pants no i know but oh, what about a squirrel but, Ooh, no maybe a chipmunk no but mm. you already took a sea animal i wanna i wanna now have you got any well i was gonna say something like beatrix the butterfly but i think that's more for poly calafiari than for me <laughs> what about um jimmy the jellyfish he could sting me uh, Ooh, we yeah they're so cute seek- Ooh, ooh. uh uh serenity the seahorse <laughs> there we go i found mine found mine and then yeah navi is what you say you just said it Oh, Beatrix the butterfly. Beatrix the butterfly. There we go. There That's go. gonna be that could be our new logo. We can make our little no, as, as our mascots. Sorry for interrupting you. Will go ahead. No, go ahead. That, that, this podcast is all interruption. That's 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 what we do here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Candace Candace is is running and screaming through the museum like like she's want to do. She wants to she wants to bust her brothers. Uh, but there's the, basically the one rule in the museum is no yelling in the museum. Uh, so she she gets thrown out, uh, and she she meets this kid outside of the outside of the museum who also got thrown out of the museum. And, he, and the sorry, cop I, sounded very white. I think it was voiced by a white actor, and I was upset. <laughs> I think I think the 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 cop and the uh, and Doctor Feelbetter are both voiced by uh, Carlos Alasraki. Okay maybe maybe i just took his voice and he sounded like he did a good job doing like an obnoxious white cop voice <laughs> but this um, this this teen outside he is voiced by vincent martella the voice of phineas we ever see this kid again i actually liked him i don't know i don't know oh, this was funny this was a good bit yeah <laughs> so he's he's like what are basically like the 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 stereotypical jail scene where they're like, what are you in for? He asked Candace why she got kicked out. And he's like, oh, I was, I was yelling. And he acts like the, the yelling is like the, the biggest crime there is. He's like, all I did was steal a pterodactyl. Not like I was it's yelling or anything. <laughs> it yeah. Was, yeah, a totally intact ter- pterodactyl. I mean, they need to be friends with Jacob from the Avatar podcast because not to expose him. Navi, you know what I'm about to say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob licked, he worked at a museum and he licked one of the artifacts one time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so they, he would be friends with them. There you go. Yeah. Still not as bad as yelling. Yep. And uh, he told me that he would take me to that museum so I could lick an object of my own choice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah, 
I'll yell yeah. maybe. That would be my first step before I try anything else random. Well, you, you, you need a distraction. You need someone else to come in and yell. And then all the security guards go for the yeller and then you go lick something. Right. Yeah. Are there museums in Epcot? There's Ooh. gift shops. You know, in, in some philosophical sense, Epcot kind of is a museum of people. Yeah. Mm. Smart. Naomi, if you're confused, <laughs> uh, oftentimes we like to plan our uh, Epcot trip for when the pandemic is over because I don't do uh, amusement park rides well. So but there's a Perry the Platypus uh, game at Epcot too. So that's like part of the reason. Oh. So we would go do that. But sorry, Navi, I interrupted you again. I need to shut up. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so yeah, uh, so Phineas, Phineas, Felipe and Will would go to the amusement park rides and I would just get drunk at Epcot and cry. And that's our backstory. And all the guests are invited to come on our adventure. Oh, okay. Well, let so me, let me recommend. I So I also don't really like roller coasters. But one time we went to a park and it rained for like, you know, like you had a school trip where you would go to, we went to a lot of amusement parks with high school, which is like weird, but I rode the same kitty roller coaster like 25 times in a row because there was nobody there. And it, it had a couple turns. It was a little dramatic, but it wasn't like a roller coaster, like, you know, King the Cod, 90 foot drop, whatever they do. Um, and it was fucking awesome. So I would suggest anybody who doesn't like rides to just do that. Just ride one ride a bunch of times. I think Navi would like Soren because it's like that. That's a good ride. It's the one where they take you on this like, it's basically you're, you're on this hang glider and you're sitting and then they have this like giant screen and they like take you over the sites and it's just like they go throughout the world in California and then they spray scents at you. Like when you're over the redwoods, it smells like maple. I don't, I don't want to get spritzed on a ride. I don't want that. Yeah, I feel it's, like that would give me like motion sickness. Yeah. Maybe. We'll find out the ride know. that Navi's going to do at Epcot. Mission Space. Not not Mission Space. What's the one in the ball? What's the one in the ball? Oh, the, the Spaceship Earth. That one's like literally a museum. Like a, Mission Space is the is the, the bad motion sickness one. Oh, I love it. Um, that's the one that makes people no sick. but the spaceship earth is literally like they, it talks about like technology and the advancement of like innovations and stuff like that and you start with the egyptians and like the phoenicians and stuff and then you end up and you end up with steve jobs and like it's literally a, a <laughs> museum Job. ride it's a museum ride you know the, the big three egyptians phoenicians and steve jobs <laughs> ding mary kill no i'm kidding <laughs> Uh, so, so this is where where Candace sneaks back into the museum because she she gets this this new friend of hers to to yell and create a distraction, uh, and she's she's talking to Jeremy who's who's working at the the Mr. Slushy Dog inside of the museum, uh, and she gets she gets stuck in another time loop, uh, and, and and this is this is the one where where Jeremy says something about you know, being being part of the fossil exhibit. Because he's he's been there so long, and th this is the 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 one Candace line that sounds like it's the hardest on on her vocal cords, where she she's like doing the overly dramatic laugh, laughing at Jeremy's joke, so so she'll like her, or so he'll like her, uh, and and she's like, oh, part of the fossil exhibit, that's a good one, and then then she walks off, but she's back at the counter and she says the same thing again, and and Jeremy gets very confused by this. Who can relate? You're trying to impress your crush and you get sent back in time and you say the same embarrassing thing over and over again. 
question for Naomi. Is this how you met your boyfriend? He was working at a, a slushy dog and you were trying to narc on your brother, Alec, I believe his name is. Yeah, my brother's name is Alec and correct. This is exactly how I met my boyfriend. Um, and it's been a very happy four years. <laughs> maybe, no. maybe, this, maybe this is a, a metaphor that we don't realize that you say something embarrassing in front of your crush and then you replay that moment over and over in your head. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, like an analysis yeah. on replaying like embarrassing moments in your head when you have a crush. It's like Dan Pavermeyer was thinking about Susie from middle school that he fumbled the bag on and he was like, let me, let me extrapolate this with Candace. Did you see the TikTok where they played Monopoly? We talked about that last week. I haven't watched a lot of his, I haven't watched TikToks recently, but I'll go watch all of them tonight. Okay. His daughter kind of looks like uh, Susie from later episodes, the Mm. girl that. His, his daughter is named Isabella. Isabella is named after his daughter. Mm. Oh, that's cute. I love that. Well, I, something that I love about Candace is that like she's so incredibly abrasive as a character because I feel like abrasive women don't get enough representation in media um and she's so aggressively abrasive and like somehow she and Jeremy like he doesn't think she's a total creep and he doesn't do that thing of like she's weird I'm running away like yeah he was a little weirded out like this rock in the museum yeah, no, he was a little weirded out because she kept coming back and was stuck in a time loop, but that wasn't her fault. He was weirded out it's by the situation. Fault. Justice for Candace. Justice for Candace. What was the line that she said? I can pull it up if you want, but I... Uh, part of the do. fossil exhibit, that's a good one. Yeah, yes, that, yeah. That's a memorable um, line. So the, there's there's another... No, it's the same security guard who goes to check up on, on Phineas and Ferb. He asks if, if they need any help. And they say, yeah, we're, we're looking for this, this one missing piece. And it's the, the missing piece that Candace had that's, that's causing her to go through this, this loop over and over again. Yeah, um, it's like a purple light bulb, basically, is what it is. And then that's, that's what she has. I don't remember why she takes it, but she just takes it. For I, think she, I think it's like proof to her mom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Linda's probably like, okay, a purple light bulb big deal because she she... Linda that bitch (laughs) (laughs) sorry I'm just mad hashtag Linda that bitch yeah tweet me why you don't like Phineas and Ferb's mom Uh, uh, so we're we're back at Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated uh, and and Doofenshmirtz has come clean here Peter's my new nemesis Uh, we met at this this evil genius expo in, in Seattle uh, and he's he's telling Perry the platypus the the story of how they met, and and he asks Peter to be a deer and go get us a soda. And, and he's he says he that's so mean. You cheat is, on him, and then you make him buy you a soda. This is the the big part where where I start to turn on Peter the panda. Uh, it's because <laughs> oh, no. he says he says be a deer and go get us a soda while he's talking to Perry the platypus. And he Perry, uh, Peter the Panda, he goes and he comes back with two sodas, one for Dr. Doofenshmirtz and one for Peter the Panda. He didn't even give the guest in the home a soda. Yeah. And he was like, I just, I just, I would get you one, but I didn't want to make this harder on you than it is already. <laughs> like, right. It's yeah. like, why, why are you guys are on the same side? You're trying to stop Dr. Doofenshmirtz. And yet 
Peter the Panda is treating Perry like shit. And I, I cannot stand by it when watch this happen. Also, it doesn't really look like a soda that he brings back. It just looks like water. Maybe it's like yeah. fizzy water or, what, or sparkling water or something, which Sorry. shout out to the Wombat Water Podcast. Maybe it's a, a also, peach honey aha, not a sponsor. Also, you can't see it because of my background. Yes. <laughs> also, um, I feel like I there's a big part of my brain that wants to make the Doofenshmirtz jingle my ringtone. <laughs> um, which I know is not a thing that people do anymore, but I'm like really tempted. I no, you do it. Live your best life, Naomi. Who's gonna stop you? I don't know how to do that. On my Here's uh, the thing for me about about ringtones in 2021 is is you can make your ringtone anything you want, and nobody's gonna know. Yeah, my I, dad... I I never have my phone on anything but vibrate. Yeah, my dad is the only one who I think uses ringtones and he has like a different ringtone for each person that, you know, so he has a friend <laughs> who rides a motorcycle. So it's, he has the motorcycle sound. I think someone, I think it's my mom has the duck sound. No, my mom has the fire alarm because that's when it, he's like, oh, it's an emergency. My brother, one of me or my brother have the duck sound. My brother has something else. The other one has something else. Um, and then his my uncle has a spaceship sort of like UFO jingle. So like he has one personalized for like all the important people in his life. So he can like ignore other people, I guess. See, I just changed the um, the ringtone for certain apps. So like as a working mm. professional, I unfortunately have Slack on my phone and I had set it to one of the ringtones for Slack. And it, I hated that job so much that it destroyed that ringtone for me where I couldn't hear oh, no. it without being like, so I had to change it to something else. That's um, like when I set my alarm to shake it off by Taylor Swift. Now whenever I hear that song, I get anxiety. <laughs> like my morning yes. alarm. <laughs> Are you all familiar with the, the classic YouTube video, Jones Barbecue Foot Massage? Okay. No, that, sound, that sounds um, kinky. Uh, so th- that, that's my ringtone right now. This <laughs> is Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. Not as iconic as Doofenshmirtz Zero Incorporated. Give that little lilt at the end. It's a good one for sure. This, I mean, I know we all know that Phineas and Ferb is like such a musical show, but Mm -hmm. like you have the Doofenshmirtz jingle, you have the Perry the Platypus song. Like there's so many songs that week after week like slap and you'll never get tired of them. Yeah, we have a song ranking that you'll get to be a part of if you want later or make commentary on, but. So excited to for you to critique our our taste. We're, we're adding a couple of songs to the to the ranking this week. Yes, I didn't I didn't add the the little fossils jingle, um, but I I did add the other the other two big songs. Oh, I didn't add fossils. <laughs> I was like fossils. I was like which one are you talking about? <laughs> um, so speaking of songs, one of these two songs after after uh, Doofenshmirtz reveals he has this Freezinator ray. Um, he says, he says, curse you, Peter the Panda. It's like a, like a final little twist of the night. A real fuck you to Perry <laughs> yeah, on the way out. It really is. Uh, it's cur- curse you, Peter the Panda, but fuck you, Perry the Platypus. Uh, so we, we get the song where, where the song we did, when we didn't get along. Uh, so, so Perry is sort of reminiscing over their, their friendship or their, their nemesis ship, if you will. Uh, and there's, there's like a fight montage in the background. Uh, Perry goes goes back to like hang up his hat in in the in the lair. Uh, Carl is crying. I'm <laughs> crying. It's a real emotional song. Yes. Yeah, especially like towards yeah. the end where he like 
puts his hat on the thing oh. and like closes shut i was just like man gives me big gary come home vibes from spongebob i i <laughs> i thought of the uh a stove is a stove song is is was my first thought when when mr Krabs like gambles spongebob away in a poker game and they're oh like God. like singing from from the chum bucket and the crusty crab that one hits God, every that time song is, that song is so good Unthought so also has some great songs. Not as iconic as Phineas and Ferb, but but some bangers. But, but Phineas and Ferb, I feel like they have such a plethora of songs. That they do one every episode, yeah. Right, there's 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 too much for everything to be iconic, but SpongeBob really, I mean, like ripped my pants. Like you, you could <laughs> list on and on and on the iconic SpongeBob. C A M P F I R E S you song song. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, the the campfire song song was written by Dan Povenmire. <gasps> what Brain broken. Yeah, this, this was something I learned from from TikTok that he, yeah. he wrote this song. For also, I still have. So I bought best day best day ever the song on Apple Music or whatever it was. I had I had that album that like <laughs> my parents bought me like the album yeah. and you know square and yellow. So <laughs> you had the CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That came out when CDs were still a thing. Yeah, no, no, it's just like, wow. Um, we should get it on vinyl. The crisp, crisp dulcet <laughs> tones of Tom Kenny. Uh, the so hat hang up is very sad when Perry. It's so sad. I cry. I shed a tear. I, it, also, it also makes me think that, like, this, this seems like it, it could have been a fake plan. Uh, like all, all Doofenshmirtz had to do this whole time to get, get Perry to stop foiling his plans was just to say he had another nemesis. What if Perry, what if Peter the Panda was a fake nemesis? What yeah. if he just said, "Oh, well, I've they got probably this talk, other guy right? fighting me now"? Because in later episodes, well, neither we of them talk. True, but in later episodes they interact. Oh, wait, no, we saw Peter the Panda. Oh my God! In the Mount Rushmore episode, I think. Mm, we did. Because remember the right. the streams cra- crossed and P- like Perry like had to let Peter the Panda through. Yeah. Right. Oh my God! Yeah, Just little, little tubes. Wow. But anyway, like they they're all in the same network. Like they're probably LinkedIn friends. Um, <laughs> and so with Major Monogram, they like they cross paths. But what's the like? So if Perry quits, if he doesn't have if he doesn't have employment, then he just like becomes. A random like do they have to memory swipe him like the men in black sort of like pencil thing that they click he's probably a rogue agent true uh, he, he just gets to pick partners with whoever loses yeah what, yeah, what is this week. the challenge <laughs> <laughs> peter the panda i am swapping i am infiltrating you to <laughs> to work with uh polly the penguin or whatever his name is <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so so Lawrence he starts his his fossil tour. He takes five dollars so he can go on the audio tour of all the fossils. Uh, and, and Candace is is describing what's going on. Uh, and, and this is this is definitely the first thing, at least w- one of the things in in the Candace Gaslight Watch of the week. She's she's sort of describing what welding is to Linda, um, just to like say that there she's like. Verb's got this little blowtorch on a pipe, and he's got the mask that goes like this. She could have just said welding, but uh, and then she's I like, guess "Kids don't know what welding right. is. Maybe you can teach them." Yeah, and then she also does the demonstration of like the the helmet or the face mask, the mechanic one. She's like, yeah. "The one that goes up and down and up and down and up and down." 
Yeah. Uh, so so she she takes Linda to go see the time machine. Uh, and of course, she's a little bit ahead of Linda because Linda is the, the slowest walker on in the show. Um, and by the time Linda gets there, the time machine is gone. Yeah. She, she, we talked about this in one of the other episodes where Candace had to like push her, but Linda really needs to get a pep in her step. Like she walks so slow and Naomi seems like she's about to... Isn't this like every other mom in a museum though? Is you're like, oh my god, we've stared at this wall for like five hours. Can we please move? Like that that felt relatable. It's like when yeah. your mom is in a museum for like so long and you're mm-hmm. like, please, I just want to go home. Can you at least yeah. buy me something from my gift shop? Except that one time that my we were in Germany, my family, my mom is that person who will go to every single exhibit. Um, and then th- it was a heat wave. And so we were like, let's go to the museum because they'll probably have AC. And then we get there and we buy the tickets and they're like, there's no AC. And it's like, yeah, because then it's going to mess up the waxes or whatever if we like turn that on and stuff like that. Or uh, there was like some reason. And then so my mom rage quit the museum and that's the one museum she didn't go. <laughs> and then, so yeah. Um, have you ever done those audio tours that uh, Lawrence did? no i don't like them because it's just like a lot of clicking around i do love a guided museum tour i went on a really fun tour of um not exactly the same but i went on a tour of giants causeway when i was in ireland and we had like a really fun tour guide there um but i can't do the audiobooks uh mostly because i never go to museums alone yeah i I don't know going to museums alone is feels very sad i've only done that for projects that i had to go for school or something yeah um no i go to museums by myself (laughs) sorry this is you have see this is why you're smarter than us naomi and i are uncultured swines but navi is like let me go learn i'm like i still maintain it's sad (laughs) i'm i am the epitome of no thoughts empty brains so i don't know (laughs) what you mean when you say that i'm the smartest one uh so yeah that's my thing my mom I remember my mom and I went to the art gallery and we were just like kind of standing there and like one of the random uh art gallery people was like hey want me to tell you about some of these paintings and we're like okay sure and he would explain it and like I would like be into it and my mom just had like a glazed over look and he's like do you have any questions for me and she's like oh no I don't (laughs) and he's (laughs) like okay (laughs) yeah um I feel like if I ever picked up one of those things, I'd be compelled to complete it and do like all 65 exhibits and listen to like three minutes at least on each thing. And then I like a little, I like a little pamphlet. Just give me a little booklet. We went to the Warhol exhibit um, at, uh, I don't fucking know. It was a museum downtown that was really hard. Oh, the Whitney. Um, And that was fun, but I don't want any more than that. Nope, no more. I will lick anything you give me, though. <laughs> Do you want to come to Chicago with me? Do you want to come to Chicago and get Jacobs to help us lick things? Yes. Post COVID, so of course. Bizarre. Post COVID. I still can't believe it. I did not expect that from him, to be honest. You know, I didn't expect it when I showed up here today to be talking about licking things in a museum. But. <laughs> Look at us. So here We're just we are. So wild. Yeah. Um, can I just mention that I remember them getting like prehistoric times so much quicker like this it's i like the pacing yeah. in hindsight like look rewatching the episode but i was like oh my god they're like in the museum for a while i thought i remember them like 
maybe because we're so used to Phineas and Ferb episodes being so concise that they have mm-hmm. time to breathe. But I just remember them yep. being more of the dinosaur stuff besides the, that's hilarious, Jeremy, moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty much not until the second half of the episode that, that we get the yeah. prehistoric stuff at all. Yeah. Uh, so so we have this sort of sort of extended sequence in in the prehistoric times their their t-rex gets sm- or their their t-rex gets smashed by a time machine that's of course what i meant to say their time machine gets smashed by a t-rex um and and their verb says well this this could be a problem um so so they don't want to get chased by the t-rex so they they say okay let's keep our voices low no sudden movements these are two things that are very hard for candace to do uh her voice is yeah, not candace low has no chill. She, She's pretty much all sudden movements. Uh, so, so she gets chased by the T-Rex and, and they go to save her uh, on their little electric scooter. Um, but they, they wear turtles as helmets so they can, so they can be safe on, on the scooter. That is I, so cute. Also, the little turtles on their heads. I love mm, that. Uh, well, this <laughs> turtle stand account. We love the turtles. Um, who's your favorite fictional turtle? Let's go around the horn. Mine is Squirt. <laughs> I also Franklin. love Squirtle. Franklin is the first one that comes to mind. Um, hey, it's Franklin. Didn't the guy who played Franklin play like someone on Shit's Creek? Ooh, maybe. I guess now I have to like look Patrick or yeah, something. Franklin. Look it up. I thought I, I feel like I have never seen more than two episodes of Shit's uh, Creek, but I'm pretty turtle. sure like I remember people talking about the voice of Franklin grew up to be the guy who dates Dan Levy in that show. Noah Reed. Yeah, yeah. Noah Reed. That's terrifying. There you go. Oh my God. He, he is, is in Schitt's Creek. 97. Jeez. I was born in 97. Oh. Me too. Well, oh, you're you're two months older than me, Navi. Two and a half. Because you're like May 2nd, right? Yeah. And Please. Will's May 4th. No, Jacob's May 4th. Will is like May 16th. Yeah. There it is. Oh. In 97? I was born in 95. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely watched Franklin. No, I watched Franklin. I read the Franklin I, no, books. No, I know. I'm just, yeah. you, guys, you guys are babies. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm a baby? <laughs> yeah. See, I have, I have big little annoying brother energy. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I feel like I have that. B-L-A-B-E. Yeah, but... Um, uh, yeah, so so Candace Candace is is running away from this T Rex, and she she falls face first next to like the T Rex paw print. It's probably not a paw. I don't I don't know what you call T Rex hands. <laughs> but paw? this is this is this is where we sort of see maybe maybe the rules of the time travel in in the Phineas and Ferb universe. That you know, Candace's face being in in the mud here translates to Candace's face being in the fossil in the museum. Uh, and then as as she's running away, this this made me laugh a lot more than it should have. Uh, that she's sort of with all of these other dinosaurs that are running away from from the T Rex, <laughs> but the dinosaurs are are shaped like can't like they have they have a little horn on their head and they have like a little thing on the back of their it neck and then like her. Their, their their tails are kind of shaped like her skirt. Their voices are the same. It's it's like the dinosaur is is Candace. And it's evolved from the dinosaur. Ooh, that's that could very well be, be true. I like that's that. a weird. Yeah. That's a very deep, like uh, weird implication, though. That Candace huh. is part dinosaur. 
Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I love that they all pop their little heads out and are like, <laughs> and then they run around like the, the little grass fields. Uh, so they... <laughs> what did you say? Good impression. I can do a, a lot of good high, high-pitched impressions. I feel like not as good as your toad. Yeah, if I if I if I I won't do it on the podcast because it would truly make everyone turn off their their podcast. But uh, I love doing the the toad singing shallow. Um, <laughs> Can you please yeah. do that? Now? What? I think we need no. this now. Oh, so if anybody doesn't know, there's like this whole trend of this person singing songs with the toad voice. Um. I'm not doing it right now. I'll do it at the end. Okay. People have to listen all the way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw one of, of someone singing um, Say No to This from Hamilton. The <laughs> I mean, have, you, have you, I, back in the summer, uh, besides just regular Hamilton, I would listen to a lot of Muppets sing Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. that too. Uh, Ozzy Bear is, did, um... as La Fazette is, is so funny. My friend did a uh, performance at 54 Below where he uh, sang Say No to This uh, as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mike Bloom does a good Mickey Mouse. Uh, I'll, I'll, oh. sh- I'll send that video privately to you guys. That one's a good one. Yeah. That sounds great. Yes, please. Uh, so, so Phineas and Ferb realize that they can, they can sort of use this, this footprint to send messages back to the present and they, they write a message in, in the mud that says like, hey, our time machine broke, uh, send help from Phineas and Ferb and Candace. And it's like <laughs> sort of like being written sideways. Um, and the, so the Fireside girls see this uh, and they're, they're, Isabella says, you know, flip, flip to the time travel section of your, of your uh, Fireside girls handbook. Let's let's start to build a time machine to go save them. Is anybody else worried about um, how flat Isabella's head is? Like in <laughs> retrospect, that head that head is too flat. But she can. Like, I know, and I obviously Phineas. Head. Obviously Phineas has a big ass pointy head, and that's weird too. But like, like, it's like you know the idea that like baby skulls are like flexible. So like something happened to both of them. Yeah. Maybe her mom didn't rotate her head around when she was an infant in her crib just to make sure she had the like right. Like your coworker? Yeah. <laughs> My coworker. <laughs> exactly. I think you need to tell Naomi the story quickly. Okay, so um, my former coworker, she was the copywriter here at the station. And she would tell me how, like, as an infant in her crib, her mom would just rotate her head like at regular intervals just to make sure she had a round head on the off chance she decided to go bald people are so strange (laughs) (laughs) but i do love that she's not a piece of clay she's a human (laughs) (laughs) maybe she should just put her she should have put her daughter on the pottery wheel (laughs) oh my god that's that's probably what she thought but then she's like no that's child endangerment so i'm gonna just do it in her crib and like spin her around (laughs) uh so we're back at we're back at doofenshmirtz evil incorporated peter the panda is fighting with dr doofenshmirtz and he and he kicks the picture of 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 dr doofenshmirtz that is like the same the same picture we've talked about he has in his his tinder profile picture he's like smiling on the beach 
Yeah. The scene in, I think it was in the Perry song, where they run on the beach and mm. Perry punches him reminds me of that scene in Madagascar where yeah. <laughs> they find each other and then they run up and then um, Marty like turns around and he's like sugar honey iced tea and, and then because the lion Alex chasing him and um, yeah that just kind of reminded me of that scene I don't know why I brought that up but memories man I love Madagascar it's so funny the New York Times <laughs> New York Times I think about that all the time <laughs> In fourth grade, I, I went to after school because my parents were working. So I did after school program and they did a, in April, they did uh, like a showcase. They did like six, every, like every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they had a dance and a drama hour. So then everyone was signed up and then you could do it. And then one year for the dance, I think it was fourth grade, the fourth grade Friday's boys dance was, I like to move it, move it. Oh. <laughs> I'll find the video somewhere. Oh. I think I need to legacy box that video though because it's like on VHS at this point. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so so seeing seeing this picture makes makes Doofenshmirtz reminisce about about the times that he and Perry had, and they they sang the the my nemesis song. My nemesis, ooh my nemesis. This one this one was very catchy. <laughs> yes. uh, you, you, this one is is like still still stuck in my head most days of the week it's so good Ma, yeah i think both these songs are going to rank very well for me yeah um, also i think a lot of like the good part a good Phineas and burb song also has to have good visuals and i think mm. that these are two songs that have really funny visuals that go along with them this sort mm-hmm. of again this i think this goes back to like what my overall theory of like this episode might and i feel like i might watch the show back and think about it more is Doofenshmirtz and Perry are far more interesting than Phineas and Ferb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about how we think the Perry and uh, Doofenshmirtz storylines are way more interesting than Phineas. I've, like, especially have said this, so I agree yeah. 100%. Phineas, 100%. Phineas is, like, nothing. Ferb is, like, like a thing of Weedabix. It's, like, it's not even, <laughs> like, not interesting. Dull, boring painful and i just i i feel like the phineas and ferb and obviously they get more characters and i think the addition uh-huh. of a lot of characters really helps their storylines but like i always remember dr doofenshmirtz and perry i don't remember at really anything except for the lines that they say over and over again because yeah. that's, right that's no remember. so that's why i find it so hurtful when rob sestranino on the renap episode said that he hated perry the platypus and the whole storyline and I was like, I know, what bullshit is that? <laughs> I was like, how dare you come into our home, the Gen Z area, and talk shit about Pair of the Platypus? Gross. I think I think uh, we have that episode is up next week, the yeah. one that they watched. Yep. So, oh, we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll see if it was a, a, a dud of a plot line from them. But there's very few Doof and Perry duds. Yeah. Especially like when they enhance the episode. Like we talked about last week, the Bigfoot one. Doofenshmirtz yeah. and Perry was the only reason that I enjoyed that episode as much as I did because uh, the 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 date the Match.com date who came over to Doofenshmirtz thing Sandra yeah. O Sandra O yes uh, so th- this is this is I think where we see the biggest like evidence of the the the, the dynamic between Perry and Doofenshmirtz and how there's there's maybe more to their 
relationship is the fact that the Doofenshmirtz is singing this song and Peter the Panda just does not care. He's like off messing with the machine and disassembling the machine while Doofenshmirtz is in the middle of his exposition. Perry would never. Perry would never. No respect for the drama, the theater of it all. (laughs) The pageantry. Yeah, it's like wrestling. You need to, you need to you need to have the theater. This is why we don't like the Boulder, we and or Toth because they don't have the the theater. But Peter the Panda, where's where's the where's the energy? Where's the entertainment factor? You are on a TV show. Give us the drama. Uh, so before before we go to the the Doctor Feel Better show, we get one little um, brief joke that that the the Fireside Girls have had built this machine. Um, and they're they're ready to fire it up and go back in time. Turns out that that the plans that they were given were plans for a tie machine, not a time machine. Classic. Which I I think we got some feedback that that talked about how how this doesn't make sense at all. That you know they leave one letter off the plans and it changes everything. I think it's like. Uh, did you ever play? There was there was a like a like a Nintendo DS video game called Scribble Knots, mm-hmm. where yeah, it was like a yeah, like yeah, a yeah. puzzle game where you just like type in what you want to draw and it makes that thing. I think I think they're playing by Scribble Knots rule that if if you type in time machine <laughs> instead of time machine, then then it's gonna give you a time machine. Right. Uh, so yeah. we've 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 made it to the Doctor Feel Better show. The it, it's it's hard to tell if this is supposed to be like Doctor Phil or like Maury or both. Both, um, I feel like, but especially like yeah. at least the character is Doctor Phil. He definitely looks like Doctor Phil. The having having Peter the Panda backstage is what made me think of Maury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it almost feels like um, what they do on Drag Race, the Bossy Rossi show. Like it just feels mm-hmm. like f- so so weirdly daytime TV <laughs> yeah. in its own special way. Yeah, and that that was Naomi's favorite still from the episode. She loved Peter the Panda backstage. She sent it. She tweeted it. Yeah, just the headphones on. I don't know something about that like really cracked me up. Of just like, because I I watched a lot of Maury as a kid. Um, because, <laughs> as a kid. Uh, <laughs> okay, so here's the story: is that when I was young, my mom uh, was a t- my mom's a teacher, so she would come home about like. 30 minutes to an hour after we got home from school so we'd have that one gap where I could watch something on tv that I couldn't watch when my parents were home and it would usually end up being Maury or uh I watched a lot of America's Next Top Model and Rock of Love as a kid I mean Mm -hmm. I wasn't like five but like definitely shouldn't have been absorbing it anyways this is all to say that I really I I love the iconic like people like running during Maury and that's kind of what I wanted Peter Panda to do is just like sprint around the whole studio with the camera guy chasing yeah that, that's definitely the the best part of of maury is like they they reveal oh he's he's not the father and then people just start running backstage and the cameraman is trying to chase them through backstage i don't think i've ever seen an episode of maury but i know the concept it's just so wild like that that they did paternity tests on a tv show yeah i like how that was like the whole concept like when they were developing the show like before it aired they're like hey you know what would be entertaining telling people their paternity tests and see if they're actually the father or if they're a bunch of cheating a-holes this will yep. be good television i mean it worked it, out for them it's great it's great television it's it's 
you know, quintessential trashy daytime television. Um, but, you know, I love it. The people love it. People are going to yeah. watch it. Yeah, but how's Doctor Feel Better? Is he good at? Is he trash or is he is he like more like soap opera y daytime trash like Doctor Phil is? I I feel like so I want to compare him to Doctor Oz in that he fundamentally misunderstands science <laughs> uh, because because you know, he's he's talking to Doofenshmirtz about about his relationship with Perry and he's like oh you know he he doesn't talk a lot. Like oh so so the deal is there's there's no communication between the two. No, he doesn't talk. He's an animal. Animals don't talk. Peter the panda doesn't talk and, and either. Doctor Feelbetter just cannot grasp this concept of animals not talking. What a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have we have, I think this is the last scene while we're while we're in in prehistoric times. Uh, Can Candace is sort of moping and she's like drawing in the mud with a stick. Uh, she draws the little C plus J heart, and she's yeah. Candace Candace is crying about how she's never going to lose her virginity because she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I think she said driver's license, but yeah, that's an interpretation. She's she says what that song's about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> She says driver's license and prom, and I think you can make the connections yourself. <laughs> you got a car, you got a, a, a fun night of dancing, you got yourself a way to lose your virginity. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm sorry. No, no, please keep this energy. Don't, don't tone yourself down. Uh, so meanwhile, meanwhile, Phineas and Ferb are, are they're kind of like the episode of, of Spongebob with not to talk too much about spongebob uh but with the magic conch shell and they're like uh the <laughs> shell tells them to do nothing um they're they're pretty much doing nothing they're they're sitting there meditating uh just hoping that isabella's gonna come and save them um and and it starts raining candace says she's having the world's first bad hair day uh but it turns out the fireside girls are there to save them uh, they they have a little little exchange about like you know there you know there's an M in time machine right yeah they're they're in the neck of tie is that a bad pun the neck of time <laughs> that's awful throw the tomatoes uh, now we throw the tomatoes we find out that the uh, the um, time machine had to be plugged in the whole time so they can't even get back because there's nowhere to plug the time machine in what kind of motherfucking <laughs> shop are these girls running i guess it's like if you wanted to like be like a jeff pros and be like oh like uh, millennials text like lol this is a perfect example gen z doesn't know how electricity doesn't work in prehistoric times what the fuck are these kids doing yeah at least make a it portable yeah or or bring a portable charger yeah get a mophie battery pack on there <laughs> yeah Naomi, you would be able to. You would be much better equipped to handle this situation than they are. But uh, Candace no, solves it. Bad, I was a bad Girl Scout. <laughs> we we I didn't have a time a, travel section of your of your Girl Scout handbook. No, I was just like a, a rowdy kid, and I always wanted attention. Hey, that sounds like I me. Was like a, <laughs> I was a bad Girl Scout. I would just like 
goof around all the time and like try and get my friends to goof around with me um and my favorite girl scout memory is that we made when you sell the cookies you get it for your own troop like you get to do stuff with your troop because you've earned money um mm-hmm. and they asked us what we wanted to do and my friend said let's go to foxwoods and i was like this is yeah. the casino <laughs> <laughs> we saw the foxwoods ads on tv all the time <laughs> what, is, what is a 10 year old gonna do at a casino oh we were like we were like seven we weren't even like 10 that's like when i was um 10 not to go back to disney world my grandma was coming here but she was like we've gone to your house in boston for a few times why don't we go on a vacation do you want to go to vegas or disney world to me and yeah. my brother who was three and I was like nine. And then my mom, who was like, I'm not taking them to Vegas. Um, yeah. She would have had That's more fun in Vegas. I, every, every international flight I've been on, I'm like, it should be illegal to take any child on an international flight. Like, they yeah. don't deserve it. They really don't. I worked in an airport for like three years. And like, the sounds of children just wailing. What did you do tri- at the airport? I worked in retail at like little like gift shop slash oh. convenience store where you would go and get your water after you got it confiscated by like oh so you had to go through security every day like because you yeah yeah wow um Mm -hmm. no it's uh, okay that's a fair assessment but then i wouldn't have memories in brazil from my childhood so naomi that was mean sorry (laughs) (laughs) um in the midst of candace complaining that there's no electricity uh she gets struck by lightning um a, a stroke of bad luck for her but also it makes the time machine work and and they go back to the present um but the t-rex came with them because it was apparently close enough to the time machine that the t-rex is now also in the present uh and candace candace is running away uh and we will deal with that aftermath after we we find out how how um the dr feel better show ends uh so so doofenshmirtz and and perry are talking dr feel better tells him to tell perry how he really feels uh and he gives the line i promise to hurt you but in the right way (laughs) (laughs) don't kink shame him Not here to yuck any of his yums, uh, but uh, he he reveals his plan that that you know, Peter the Panda thought that he disassembled the Freezinator ray. Uh, there was actually a second real Freezinator ray, uh, and his plan this whole time uh, was to get all of the secret agents in one room and to use the Freezinator ray on them to turn all into statues for his his giant chessboard. The real real doof scambit going on here. <sighs> How do you think he would do uh, instead of her on the show? How would he do well in the chess tournament? Given no. the stuff we've seen from him already, <laughs> I don't think he's very good at chess. What game is no, he good at? Parcheesi? Question. No. Oh, fuck Parcheesi. God, I hate that game. Ah. All right. Just have to put that out there. Fuck Parcheesi. No, it needed to be said, Naomi. Who do you My think bro- is better at Scribblio? You or Dr. Jupiter's Naomi? Dr. Doofenshmirtz, my parents didn't let me have a DS as a kid. No, you you crushed Scriblio this oh, weekend. Oh, Scriblio, that's right. I thought we were talking about the game that Will mentioned. Oh, no, 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 a different game. No, I would crush Dr. Doofenshmirtz. I'm smarter than him. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is a better artiste, though? Uh, 
is actually probably he makes pretty good he makes like these cool inventions i feel like he must be better. he might be good at monopoly Ooh, yeah capitalism or like mousetrap Ooh, he'd be Ooh, great yeah. at mousetrap yeah um yeah and just again fuck parcheesi terrible at uh he would be terrible at clue oh yeah uh, so so we have now th- this is the the next big thing on the on the Candace gaslight watch for me is that Candace is is running away from the live T-Rex. She tells her parents, "Hey, don't go in there. There's a very live T-Rex in there that's going to eat you. It's very scary." Uh, but the the in in classic pair of the platypus fashion, in his fight with Dr. Doofenshmirtz, he makes the freezinator ray go off and it it bounces off like a satellite or mirrors or something and and it hits the t-rex so the t-rex is now frozen uh so so whenever the parents come back it is it is not moving i was a little very lifelike i was a little disturbed that the t-rex looked very different frozen than it did like i don't know if it was like an animation problem that they ran into but i feel like it looked very different it like cross-stitched yeah. together or something not cross-stitched cross-shaded and stuff like that it was like it was a little off and i was like you could have just made it frozen because i feel like they have maybe they just were like over budget on this episode and they needed to like cut corners that was just a little yeah this feels like the end of the episode where you're like ah shit we didn't do the dinosaur fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely um so this is this is kind of the end uh, perry perry defeats dr doofenshmirtz he breaks the remote hey, and don't take away agents. any any credit from Peter the Panda. He helped with the assist. Right, right. yeah. Peter Peter did kick him in the face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he frees all the agents. The agents start fighting all of all of the evil scientists. Uh, this this was a funny visual to me. This is like the first big time we get a lot of these. We we see more of, of this uh, organization that Perry's a part of. There's like a duck in there. There's like I think there was a there chicken, was a gecko, a kangaroo. There was a dog. A That's pig. The one I there kept... was definitely a pig. Piggy. Uh, but uh, loads of animals fighting dudes who look like pharmacists. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a really funny scene. It feels uh, like um, I, there's you know that video of like it's like Ugandan Parliament or something breaking into a fight where like people are like running over like tables and throwing <laughs> chairs and shit. That's a great video if anyone hasn't seen it. But that's what it felt like to me. I loved it. See, I wanted you just mentioned that they look like pharmacists. I wish that I don't remember his name, but the dickwad from Superstore had an enemesis that would kick his ass. What's it? does anyone else watch Superstore or no? No, I forget his I've name. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, no, the the pharmacist guy who works at the pharmacist, he's a dickwad and he deserves a kick in the nuts from one of these animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so Phineas and Ferb, they, they reunite with their parents. Uh, they they tell them, oh, we, we actually went back in time. And they said, yep, these, these exhibits do make the past seem so real. So yep. like, e- even when Phineas and Ferb tell the truth and, and tattle on themselves, uh, they still b- don't believe them. Linda's so dense. <laughs> I'm sorry. What a dumb uh, and... bitch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Classic Naomi with that. That's her catchphrase. Put it on a t-shirt. What a dumb bitch. Sorry. Uh, and oh, then sorry. the the very last very sweet thing we get. Jeremy comes up to Candace 
he says, oh, this, this is my, my favorite fossil in the whole museum. And it's, it's the heart that she drew of the, of the C plus J heart. Uh, and then he said, I, I didn't know that the caveman wore helmets. And they, they pan over and there's yeah. a caveman exhibit who are wearing the turtles. Do you like, think he was talking about, he was talking about the turtles, right? And she just misinterpreted it? Oh, no, he was, I think he was talking about the heart and then like as a separate. Okay. You just wanted to clear that up because like, I feel like I go back and forth on this. Even as a kid, I was like, what did he mean? Did he mean the turtles? Did he mean that? But I, it can be both. They could, it could be his favorite exhibit because they're both there. Um, I feel like Jeremy is truly also gaslighting Candace because he's always like kind of flirting with her, but then not really. And it's like, just put up or shut up, Jeremy. I think yeah. Je- <laughs> my theory is that Jeremy is into Didi from a few weeks ago and he's not into women. That's my theory. No, no, I changed my mind. We already have our gay couple on the show, and I don't know if they would have multiple couples on this show from the LGBT. Who's the gay couple? Uh, Buford and Balji. Oh, okay. <laughs> got this. you. They are the OTP. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so that's that's it. We get the last little little uh, credit scene where where Lawrence is still listening to the the fossils theme from the audio book. Fossils, the dun, dun, dun. Um, but that's it. Uh, Lynn doesn't even yell at him. <laughs> he woke her up. She deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the episode, right? Yeah. Any okay. any last big thoughts? No, I just love the episode. I won't get to feedback and rankings. Navi or Naomi, do you have anything to add from the episode itself? Navi, what are you thinking? Uh, well, a couple of things from my notes that I wanted to point out that we didn't get to talk about was like, I liked how back when they were in prehistoric times, Candace like face plants into the mud beside the, the footprint and then it shows up in the present and Lawrence is like, oh, hey, it look, that looks like Candace and he runs go, to go back and get Linda and then back in the prehistoric times, like Phineas and Ferb's scooter like runs over it and he's yeah. like, look, it looks like Linda and she's like, that's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> also, can we talk about the fact that they didn't have a scooter at the start. They went and brought the scooter into the museum. Where's the security guard yelling at them there? Like, if I had a scooter in the museum, I would scoot around the whole thing. As long as they're not yelling, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> That's the only rule. Neglectful. Yeah, then- I, I had that same moment written down. I said, is this a Lawrence Gaslight watch? Um, but but all we know, it's Linda's fault either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but she did look like Candace. It was a pretty good photo, but... Um, and then they scoot around and they had the scooter in the prehistoric times. Navi, what else do you have on your notes that we didn't hit on? Oh, and I also had, I like how uh, during the Dr. Feel Good segment, uh, Peter the Panda was just like throwing furniture like into mm-hmm. the exit so that Doofenshmirtz couldn't escape. I don't know. I found that really yeah. funny and cute too. Yeah, him throwing the furniture was very amusing. And yeah. it's relatable if you've ever peed on a set, like you have to clean up and then Peter the Panda just helping you there. I was like, oh. Thank you, King. Thank you. It kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if you guys watch Eric, the Eric Andre show, but it always reminds me of how like his table is always destroyed every episode. (sighs) Yeah, exactly. Very similar energy. You could put that music over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Feedback. Navi or Naomi? Um, I just love Phineas and Ferb so much. I think this is a really good episode that kind of highlights the qualities of Phineas and Ferb that make it fun. And particularly if you're maybe a Perry the Platypus hater out there, 
<clears throat> I think maybe you should watch this episode and reconsider. We love it. We'd love to see that. Okay. Navi, do you have any feedback for us for this episode before we get into our rankings? Yeah, so we have a couple of points or end or questions from Giovanni, who is like, at this point, yeah, he's like up there. Like he can be in the Epcot trip if he wanted to, mm-hmm. depending. So um, yeah, he talked about the Carl from Jimmy Neutron and Carl from Phineas and Ferb and how like, are they from, are they like alternate versions of themselves? Um, And as Carl Weezer loving llamas and Carl dressing up, spoiler alert, as Dr. Coconuts. He mentions that as well. Yeah, you know who Carl gives me vibes of? I don't know if anyone here watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, but I feel like Big Red could play Carl in the live action version of Phineas and Ferb. The guy who plays Big Red. I've seen I've seen uh, one episode of HSMTMTS. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen any of that. It's Larry Saperstein, I think, is the name of the actor. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Giovanni also writes that he enjoyed both of the songs. My Nemesis is a perfect example of why Dr. Doof and Perry are the BROTP of the Phineas and Ferb franchise. And he asks, would the Doof and Perry... What does BROTP stand for? Uh, bro TP. Oh, I'm, st- I'm dumb. I was like, <laughs> wrong with me. Sorry for interrupting, Navi. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, and then he also asks, would the Doof and Perry subplot in this episode have changed Rob's opinion on the B plot of the show in general? I think so. I think, I think honestly, this is not the best example, but it's one of the best examples. I think if he had watched last week's episode the second part the tree to get ready i think mm-hmm. he would have understood it more um mm-hmm. but who knows I, I i think that he rob needs some more episodes he can't he can't just rely on one episode because like if i just watched one episode of a show and was like fuck this then <laughs> like that i wouldn't have a full picture you need to give every show at least three or four episodes that's my opinion yeah I think that's, that's the thing about this show that we've, we've talked about a lot is, is the, the staple of this show is uh, setting up expectations and then subverting expectations. Uh, so like if you only get one show, you, you've only either, you've only seen like one iteration of that. So you, you, you right. don't get as much of the, like the range that they can pull off. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, any other feedback? Uh, I think we touched on the main points here. There were some on Twitter as well, right? Um, uh, I think that was about the um, our ops or yeah. um, arch nemesis, I believe. Yeah, and I think we answered that earlier in a probably mm-hmm. more entertaining fashion. Uh, I'm just going to go up to see Twitter uh, and find if there was any Is, is ops like the, the millennial version of the word nemesis? Should we be calling? I feel our... like that's Gen Z. I've literally never heard the term "ops" before. And I was okay. confused by it for a while. Um, should we? Ooh, should wait. we be using "nemesis" online instead of "ops"? Yes. Should we say like Johnny Fairplay is our nemesis? Oop! He did not block me <laughs> as of this. He responded to me. He did not re- block me. Ooh, what did he say? Okay, well, tell us afterwards. Yeah, I'll tell you after in the post show. Um, but if anyone's curious, you can go to my Twitter. Fine. Uh, Twitter. there was there was um what are the dinosaurs of your youth that you grew up knowing about? And I have a way I want to take this, but there's also other ways that we could take that. That's from KY, I believe. Um, KX. KX, sorry. Letters are hard. Um, <laughs> KY is something else entirely. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought it was like Kai. That, I, thought, I thought it was like Kai, someone. So 
that I was like, my bad. Um, we'll get your mind out of there. <laughs> um, but dinosaurs, so obviously it was like the Triceratops. And yeah, I'm a Triceratops. Brontosaurus, Pterodactyl, and T-Rex were the big four for me. But I want to take this, unless anyone has others, what fictional dinosaurs were you, you a fan of in your youth? That's uh, Barney kid. I, uh, ooh, mm. Ducky and Barney, mm-hmm. the Land Before Time crew, absolutely. Watched a lot mm. of. I think all of the dinosaurs I knew about were because my older brother was a big Power Rangers fan, ooh. and he had a lot of the Power Rangers dinosaur toys. Is this Sam uh, or is this your other brother? My older brother Tucker. Tucker, okay. Uh, yeah, he he's a big, or at least was. was oh wait, a big Sam's Power younger Rangers. than you, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's four of you. It's hard to keep track. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of boys. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think any other dinosaurs. I don't think they're dinosaurs, but like dragon tails kind of in the same vein. Mm, like no. mm-hmm. uh, Zach and Wheezy, iconic sibling duo. Um, need to be on Survivor Blood versus Water ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is I, there? I saw a lot, of, a lot of memes recently of, of people arguing how a brontosaurus would wear a necktie. <laughs> Uh, like they got a picture of a brontosaurus, and it's yeah. like, is, it, is it down here at the at the base of the of the neck, or up there at the tippy top yeah. of the neck? There's also the dinosaur from Meet the Robinsons because I remember the commercials, and I would quote mm. it. It's like I have a big head, but little arms, <laughs> and I would wiggle them at my friends. Um, oh God, remember the song Year Three Thousand? That's on the year, the year three thousand. Not much has changed, but we live underwater um but then oh the dinosaur from dinosaurs obviously that's a later life discovery for me but uh and then obviously barney barney and friends barney bj and baby bop um also there was a childhood book that was like the dinosaur who before you go to like your your brother the dinosaur or something that like was trying to go to bed and i don't know if anyone knows what i'm talking about send that any other fictional dinosaurs we want to hit on no 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 okay. you lost me for so long there <laughs> sorry uh for more fictional dinosaur content go to the brazilian dragon podcast where we talk about throwback shows including yeah. many of the ones mentioned is um, the brazilian dragon a dinosaur hmm great question i don't think i'm ready to talk about that i need to do some <laughs> internalized i need to do a 23 and me on the dinosaur species um but yeah any other feedback navi Uh, I think that's about it for feedback. Okay, so we're going to take a quick musical break so you can hear one of the songs from the episode, and then we'll be back to take you through our rankings. Without your schemes, my life, it seems, is empty. I spent all my time keeping you from doing wrong. You were my only nemesis I'd for your plans But still I miss The moments when we didn't get along I fell for you The moment that you pushed me You captured me And held me for so long But now you're doing battle With a panda from Seattle I miss the moments When we didn't get along 
So search your heart, please, Dr. D, and I am sure that you will see that you were always meant to be my only lifelong enemy. You gave my life heroic cause back when my only mission was the moments when we And we are back, everybody. So let's get to it. So we have some rankings to take care of today. Fire safety badges. Was there a badge mentioned? I didn't write it down, but I don't they, think so. Yeah, they, they talked about they talked about the the part of their handbook, but I don't think they specifically mentioned a badge. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, next up, we have innators, which we're adding the freezeinator today. Will, do you want to go the first? Freezeinator, right? Where you might have it. Uh, yeah, so I, I was, yeah, this is definitely in my top three. It's definitely in my top two. I was between this and the Meltonator 65000. Oh, so you, uh, you have I, it above, I think this put, you have it above the Poopinator from last week. Yeah, I have, I now have the Poopinator at number four. This is, this is my new number one, if only for the, the Doof's Gambit plot of it. The fact that he wants to turn them all into, into uh, chess pieces. Uh, yes. I, this is number one for me, right? Navi, what about you? Yeah, it, for me, it's number two between the Poopinator and the Meltinator. Poopinator will always be number one for me in my See, heart. I have it at number one as well, the Freezinator. Just the chess pieces had sent me, plus all the little animals. And also, like, the the backstory. He, like, did a deep, deep thought of how to pit these two animals against each other, get all the animals in together, and then end all the nemesis of his life. Naomi, where would you do you have any innators that stand out to you where you could rank this or I'm gonna rewatch. I don't remember a lot of the innators, but I always remember they made me laugh. Like fuck. I can't yeah. remember any okay. innators. But this I'll give is you a an good one. This is a good one. Do you the remember plot, the one the plot for it is good? Yeah. Do you remember the one where he wants to age cheese so he does the age accelerator innator? And then there's also the one where he wants to kidnap all the gnomes for the nominator. Or not the nominator, oh, I... the destructinator. I think I remember the gnome one, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so them. myself and Will put this at number one. Navi put this at number two. Let's move on to invention slash activity slash I know what we're going to do today of it all. Um, Navi, what about you? Where do you have this first? Uh, so I have this at number two. Uh, once again, between flop stars and the movie. Uh, I like the idea of time travel, so I don't know. I just put it in between there, but I'm interested in hearing what you guys think, so. I'll go next. I personally have it at number one, just because it's so unrealistic. Like, last week, I, I explained why I had treated houses at number one, because that just is something very unique to my childhood experience, but time travel, who doesn't want to time travel and, like, go back, and I feel like that's so fun and so cool, and maybe it's the dinosaurs that I enjoyed because I also watched uh, Cyber Chase for Scooby-Doo and they had oh, a dinosaur right. level. So it's been on my eye. So definitely number one for me above tree houses. Um, Will? I have this at, at number three in between Pop Stars and the Backyard Beach. Uh, it's, it's so high because time travel is definitely the most impressive thing they've done 
Um, it is it is definitely the coolest thing that you could do. However, if I'm going to time travel, I'm I'm not going to go back to prehistoric times. This 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 was a miss for me. I I would be terrified out of my mind to be living with dinosaurs in a place without electricity. If I if I have a time if I have a time machine, I'm going to the future. Yeah, that that's... or at least not not the like millions of years in the past. Because so if it gets broken, then what's your what's your backup yeah. plan? Uh, Naomi, do you have any past things that stand out to you for this section? Well, you said backyard beach, and then the song started playing in my head, so I was just vibing to myself for a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, I think this is it's two parts one it's a good idea but two they didn't build it they were editing what somebody else had already built so mm. they they're really just like plagiarizing Ooh. so to me it's not as good as like the backyard beach uh because it doesn't have as much sort of like them doing it um they also built a roller coaster right am i remembering it correctly yes but you don't like roller yeah. coasters you said i don't like roller coasters but i think building a roller coaster is cool true so i think like it's not it's not it's not super high up for me yeah see for me personally i'm like the upper tier stuff that seemed fun that i couldn't do and then roller coaster is at the tier that like seems like i'd have fun if i was at the phineas and fair version but um it's like something that i could also do myself like make a one-hit wonder and i was like i can't make a one-hit wonder but i can make my own song i can make my own mini movie um, I can go to the beach. I can go skiing. So that's why I have it under all that stuff. But you make good points that the roller coaster is not something I could do every day. Um, yeah. I have a question before we get into our next thing. What are the rules for this Doof backstory? Is this a Doof backstory or is this not? Since there's no sepia I'm, tone. I'm not counting it because whenever I think Doof backstory, I think it's like a childhood thing. I, okay. I think here we're getting plot about he and perry the platypus together if you want to include it you can include it but no, I, I i'm i'm not going to include it you make good points from like strudeldum or whatever he's from strudelsburg uh oh Jusostein. Jusostein yeah. is where he's from like anything time that they go there right that that's what you're accusing like yeah what, yeah i i can't oh man what's the name oh, of the town now we're gonna have to to edit no, out i think it's true Druselstein is is the name of the village in there's there's another thing. Gimpelstump. Gimpelstump is the name of the village okay. in Druselstein the country. Yes. Man. I feel like such okay. a dunce. Like like him in a later episode. Yeah, I can't believe you forgot that fake city and that fake country. <laughs> but let's go to uh do we want to do songs or episodes? Uh, episodes last always. Okay, so songs. So, ooh, this is hard for me. I think this is definitely, both of these are in my new top five. So apologies to Swinter, who's getting definitely bumped. I think these are both better than the theme song. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. So. Oh, what? Okay. Maybe because they're. really bowling for soup head here. Uh, 1985 is a bop. Thank you very much. I um, know. Does anyone have their solidified? Well, I think. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I have. My nemesis song at number four, right behind Gitchy Gitchy Goo, the Pair of the Platypus song, and my goody two-shoes brother. Uh, right after that, my nemesis. We we talked about the the Undead Mummy and Me song earlier, earlier in the in the season. Um, and at the time we said, like, 
I thought that sounded familiar, but it was just like, like a not as good version of the My Nemesis song. Those two songs are very similar to me, and I like this My Nemesis song a lot more. Uh, so I have My Nemesis at number four, and then when we didn't get along, I have at number six, right behind Swinter, and a, right ahead of the theme song. Okay, I solidified mine, but if Navi wants to go first, she can. No, go ahead, Billy. Okay, so I had to make a few arrangements, because before this, I had Perry the Platypus, in the mall theme song as two, three, four. But I think the pair of the platypus and the theme song need to be back to back since they're state, per, they're so iconic and they happen more than once in the show. So I think mm-hmm. I put them together. And then because these two songs are so iconic, I, I pair the platypus is my new number five, theme song is new number six, Swinter is new number seven. I have my nemesis at four because it's so catchy. My nemesis, my nemesis. And then I have in the mall at three because the lyric just permeated through my culture um through my through my life when we didn't get along it's a slow sad ballad which speak to me i love how many times do i have to say i love jordan sparks on this podcast and she mm-hmm. has i feel like battlefield i uh, know it's it's not at the same level of battlefield but it's like it, it has those <laughs> it has that like emotion behind it it it's like i feel like celine dion could sing this song or like i don't know it just spoke to me and the visuals of Perry being sad. And so, yeah, but Gitchy Gitchy You is still my number one. And yeah, so Navi, what about you? So uh, when we didn't get along, I have it lower than the both of you. I have it at number eight between In the Mall slash On the Trail and Undead Mummy. I'm not like super into like the ballady stuff. I like just generally speaking, I like my music more like upbeat and poppy and that sort of sort of vain so it's a bit lower for me but it's still you know I can still see it being like top half for me um down the line um and my nemesis is at number four between Perry the platypus and Swinter though I'm honestly the more I think about it so my top five is Gitchy Gitchy Goo is number one Goody Two Shoes Brothers number two Perry the platypus is number three and then my nemesis is number four and then Swinter is number five I have I'm Lindon and I want to have fun at number six and I the more I think about it the more I want to move it up because of how catchy it is I'm Lindonna and I wanna have fun. I'm Lindonna and I wanna have fun. Not sung by Olivia Rodrigo, but another Olivia with I don't Olivia really Olson. Know, Olivia Olson, not related to Lizzie Olson. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so great takes, everybody. Naomi, do you have anything to add on the song ranking section? Um, I'm just going to copy Will's except for I'm going to take your number one song, Will, and I'm going to replace it with the theme song because there's nothing more powerful than the like maybe like that to me is such a powerful <laughs> moment in songwriting that I can't I can't ignore it yeah no all these songs are great but like, get you get you slap so hard I forgot about it until you yeah. mentioned it and then I just I, think I was just, just literally listening to it it's so good it's so good it's so hard because <laughs> when we get to there's going to be one song that I think is going to be up there with get you get you for me and that's b-u-s-t-e-d you are busted I think I think that's that's part of maybe part of why I have uh, the theme song lower than it should be is is because some of these like they're they're fresh every week we hear the theme song every week so it's it's yeah. like more excited about the stuff that I only get to hear that week yeah so maybe if I thought about it a lot more I would I would probably move the theme song up see I love dude we're getting the band back together like oh that one's that one's great yeah that that one's got like 
four songs in it that are all yeah ridiculously good um for me for me it's always weird when i start these episodes because just so uh i listen to movies in portuguese when i fall asleep these days because it helps and if i just focus on the language then it's like puts me to sleep and also like i feel like maybe my vocabulary not my vocabulary my speaking like my my accent will get better if i if Mm -hmm. instead of having the the americanized accent especially no i I could relate to that since i haven't been to brazil in a year over a year at this point because of covid um so this is a way um for me to like because when i go to brazil it gets better but obviously so um every time i start finishing some verb it's always like sounds like smashes your fatias and and i'm like i have to change it to english because i was like (laughs) so i i always forget now it's like that versus there's 104 days of summer vacation so yeah um but anyways that was a quick aside so let's get into our episode rankings so this is number one for me it was as a kid um i love this episode so much and i think it does a great job naomi is shook why are you shook (laughs) for the episodes that we've gotten to sorry i just got a message from somebody i worked on a movie with where he's like hey do you want to go out sometime i'm like you live in connecticut and no you're busy <laughs> no. this is terrible this is the worst and it's like 10 55 at night i this has to be like a prank because i'm just sitting here like why would this happen sorry i'm having such a moment and i'm like oh my god I think you were judging me but that's so much more wild <laughs> Oh, I love Does he it. not know that you have a boyfriend? I mean, you have established that you've been dating for four years. I've been dating for like a four and a half, almost five. I don't know. I never, well, that's just the thing is like, we're not in a relationship status on Facebook. We never have been. So I feel like nobody knows unless you follow me on other social media. But I keep my like dumbass Twitter life very private from like the people I work with. So Fuck. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry to derail this. It's all good. So <laughs> I have It's About Time at number one. Uh, number two, still the uh, tree to get ready. And then number three, Gnome Beach Lawn Party of Terror um, is my third. So just I just remember loving this episode as a kid and it held up really well and I loved it. Will or Navi, who wants to go next? Uh, so my, my favorite moment so far watching this show has been the, the second time they sing Gitche Gitche Goo when Ashley Tisdale is also singing. Yeah. So far, that's my favorite thing I've watched and that's my favorite episode so far. So I, I haven't Star. seen the because of that moment. everything. This is number two. I have it right right behind that. Uh, this is this is number two. Uh, this was a, a really good episode. The and and the plot line. The Doofenshmirtz and Perry storyline really really carries it. Because this is again this is all memory based. Everything going on between the the two of them is great and and makes this a great episode. I think this is in the top. And then number three, I have Tree to Get Ready. Yeah. Part of the reason um, why so I had this, everybody, so I, any final thoughts on the episode is better than the A plot of last week's, that we've and then the B plot, so far before we get into is better than last week's Very well, excited so for next week. Like a big reason. Uh, yeah, well, what are we doing next week, So Bill? next week, we are watching the episode um, that Rob, Sister Nino, and Nabi, what about you? were not high on. So I have uh, It's About Time season one, episode two, eight, Jerk between Flop Stars, which is number one, and it's Winter, which is number three. I don't know. I say this every week, but I'm always like, what was I thinking last week? Like, I have Tree to Get Ready. 
Tour of the World, I, I, I can already tell it's going to be one of those where, where we're going to have to discuss a lot what counts as a song and what doesn't count which as a I have song. At four and five. So it should mm-hmm. at least be no, like little jingles in that episode. Yeah. So shall we get into some plugs? Yes. So Naomi, as our guest, would you like to go first? Hello, my name is Naomi. You can find me on Twitter at Naomi Calhoun, which I have finally hit over 800 followers. It has been truly forever. Uh, I haven't been actively trying for the goal, but I did reach the goal. So now I am going to go eat like a pint of ice cream in celebration. Um, you can follow me. On, I, I put a link tree on my Twitter so you can just find stuff there. But I was on New Girl Ooh. Old Guy recently. Um, I have my own Twitch channel where I don't really, I'm not playing video games, don't worry. I'm just <laughs> doing episodes of my podcast that I don't want to invite guests on because I don't want to be embarrassed by having their presence with me. So twitch.tv slash N-A-Y underscore O-H underscore M-I. Which I was recently on. Yes, Felipe was on, which you had to be there. Um, <laughs> most importantly, I have a podcast called Mike White Was Robbed, which is all about hot survivor takes that Felipe was also on recently. And if you want to submit your hot survivor take, just DM me and I'll send you the form. Latest and, episode, um, I think, was mine, right? This, yeah, the most recent I have one. to edit. I have like five days to edit the new one. Um, and then the other thing is I'm a podcaster with Live Reality Games. So uh, I literally before this just did a, a, a cast assessment of a new season of College Survivor that's coming out, brand new College Survivor that looked really good called Scotty Survivor, but I recap Survivor Maryland, Survivor Michigan, and my own production baby birthed from the genius mind of Chris Lord, Survivor New York. So uh, I don't know. You Check can out season four coming soon. Literally anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. No, we love your voice. We love your energy. Thank you for being iconic. Do, do you know that I got yelled at by Kirsten because we were on Clubhouse and I said, a queen on Twitch, Naomi Calhoun, and then, like, I was just talking about you. And then Kirsten, before we continued the conversation, she was like, I just need to inject. You said she's the tween of Twitch? How dare you? I'm on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put my foot in my mouth because I was trying to, like, backpedal. I'm not even good at Twitch. Yeah. I just exist on the platform. I tried to backpedal. And then Jordan Kalish is there. And then he also says something. I'm like, Jordan, don't say anything. Get out of here. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> ruin your reputation in getting involved. Don't put your foot in your mouth. And he's like... I didn't put my your foot in my mouth. <laughs> Kirsten was like, "Oh my god, Jordan." So that was a quick aside. Um, who wants to go next, Navi or Will? Well, you can go ahead. Sure. Uh, yeah. So you can you can hear me uh, twice a week here and on the Everyone and Their Brother podcast that I Great do podcast. with my my brother mm-hmm. Sam. That's the one that's a little bit yeah. younger than me. Uh, and and two of my good friends and former coworkers. This week we finally did do the award show. We we Yay! did the, the Ampi Awards, our fourth annual Ampi Awards. Uh, so you can you can hear us give an award to all the people who bullied Ted Cruz on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> good choice. Raphael needed it. Um, wait. Also, I just referencing Afferma, uh Our recent guest Nathan. DM'd me to ask all about the BB Can tea with that with the guy who got kicked off the BB Can cast, and I was like, "Will, do, are you aware that your brother came to me for gossip instead of you?" I'm not surprised. He he knows more about it than I do. Yeah, so check out that episode of What You're Doing as well if you haven't gotten to it yet. Great recap with Nathan um, and Navi. What about you? You have some big stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me as Naomi does it with quotation marks. Uh, oh no, uh, this was this was snaps. This was snaps. Oh, okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, 
Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at cause I'm Navi. Honestly, don't bother. I don't, <laughs> I don't tweet anything. <laughs> She's a big retweeter. Yeah, I'm a big retweeter. I reply, I abuse the like button to no end. Um, you, uh, what else was that? Oh yeah, so this past week I was on Ang in there talking about talk with the Jacob Redman. Zach Muhammad couldn't make it, but I did an impression of him, so that's good enough. Uh, we talked about the episode and I also um, graced everyone with uh, the greatest video game of all time. Sexy John, John Cena. Cena. John Cena's sexy high school adventure one and two. Um, so if you're into dating John, different versions of John Cena, check out John Cena's Sexy High School Adventure 1. And if you want to go and save the John Cena timeline, play John Cena's Sexy High School Adventure 2. For Naomi, it's basically a John Cena multiverse. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, yeah it's, you would love it, Naomi. Yeah. I think it would be right up your alley. Um, and this upcoming week, I will be on community building with Jessica Sterling and Josh Wiggler oh. talking about season one, episode five. Um, so that's going to be a ton of fun. We'll be recording that on Saturday. So if you're a, a, a post-show recaps patron, you would probably see the live stream or yeah. hear it then. Otherwise, it's going to drop on Tuesday, Tuesday on the main feed. 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 <laughs> um, and yeah, that's about it for plugs. So Felipe, go on ahead. Okay, so I got, obviously, Naomi mentioned, I was recently on Mike White was Rob's and her Twitch channel. So mm-hmm. we've been talking about the Gen Z divide against millennials and then also why Abby Maria is a great survivor player or underrated survivor player. We, we get into it on the podcast. Um, you can listen to me on Zuko alone tomorrow. This will probably be out after this one drops, uh, after the Avatar podcast drops. So you can listen to this after that or that after this, your choice. Just listen to Felipe Wednesday tomorrow. Um, what else do I got going on? Uh, I got the Brazilian Dragon podcast. We're going to be talking about the live action Scooby-Doo this week with Brian Scally and Kate Evans, my co-host there. Um, we're going to talk about the first live action Scooby-Doo. And we just did a podcast on Night of the Living Do with Sarah, friend of the podcast. And then my main is at What the Fleep. You can see me getting into a fight with Johnny Fairplay on Twitter. <laughs> and, uh, our nemesis. No, he's too toxic to be our nemesis. Nemesis That's has to have true. a fun connotation yeah. here. Um, and then uh on tiktok i'm also what the fleep and then you can follow the brazilian dragon brazil dragon pod and what you're doing what you're doing pod and yeah so follow me we're doing fun stuff we're also going to do a luck of the irish podcast on the brazilian Mm. dragon and also uh naomi is scheduled to come on to talk about stuck in the suburbs at some point in time and will and avi you also you know this already but open invites whenever you want to talk about something Mm -hmm. um that being said let's do our quick pop culture plugs everyone uh naomi what are you what's something pop culture that you want to plug um just watch taskmaster and dairy girls and then message me about it okay perfect will what about you i have watched a couple episodes of the new netflix dramedy called jenny and georgia i heard that was Uh, a mess it's wasn't there like an oppression olympic sort of line that got traction I'm, I'm, it's, it's a lot to handle. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep up with it, but it's, yeah. it's a lot. Uh, I don't know if I plugged my Twitter earlier. I'm at Davis comma Will. You can, yes. you can find me. Anyway. Naomi, did you plug your Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the only thing I do these days. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Navi, what about you? Something pop culture-y. 
pop culture. So I've been playing more Ace Attorney. I'm at the third game at the last case. So I've been playing that. So that's a lot of fun. Wow. Um, also, uh, if Naomi had not sold it, I check out Mike White was robbed. Uh, oh. I binge watched it or binge listened to it <laughs> in, um, <laughs> in preparation for Felipe's uh, appearance. And it's like genuinely like, I love that podcast so much. It's so great. So uh, listen to it if you haven't already. It's a ton of fun. My personal favorite was the seven person jury one. Cause yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly a hundred percent. Michael J. Clark was gay. Great. Obviously Felipe was great. So check out uh, Mike White was robbed. Cause yes. I, I believe you. that he was kind of robbed. Yeah. Uh, he was robbed. He, in my opinion, Mike White is the only survivor winner where if there was no million dollar prize, he went uh, survivor runner up. He wins instead of the winner. That's my yeah, theory. He like plays a live reality game version of elaborate survivor. He was yeah. Exactly. Um, and he still managed to get three jury votes when he, um, but also Angeline was robbed. Angeline should have won over Mike White. <laughs> well, look, the, the messages have been sent to me saying this. <laughs> the, the talk is in the, in the works. Yes. Ooh, no. I can't wait. Yes. And if either of you have a topic, you should reach out to Naomi. You would be great on the podcast. Um, yeah. And then uh, for me, obviously, WandaVision finale this week. Jacob and I are, had a debate because Jacob thinks there's going to be an extra episode because the, he doesn't think there's enough time to like clean up the whole story. And I, I think I think the episode that he thinks is going to happen is just going to be that documentary thing that they announced. Because uh-huh. like, I don't know. So that's that's our bet. We don't have money on it. But that's that's something that we've been discussing. Uh, so WandaVision. And then I watched the movie, The Clone Wars, for the first time. And Baby Jabba the Hutt is so adorable. So <laughs> stand him for clear skin. And um, Superstore, I'm on season two with my dad. We watch that uh, sometimes. So binge watching it. Also, uh, This Is Us also enjoying that. Not as much as I enjoyed past seasons, but still keeping my attention. With that said, any final thoughts on life? Anything? Okay. Go out there and bully Ted Cruz. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yes. Ted Cruz. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Naomi dabs. <laughs> I love dabbing on a Zoom where nobody can see me. So people here. Yeah. But with that said, take care of yourselves. Follow us. What you doing? We should be on Apple Podcasts. I haven't checked in a few days, but it said it would be a few days. We have a bootleg logo for now. We're trying to figure it out. But with that said, take care of yourselves. Subscribe, five stars. And we'll talk to you next time for Jerk the Soleil Toy to Get Ready. Toy to the world. Bye. Toy to the world. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I used to sit alone doing evil all day. But now I think that someone's gonna get in my way. Yeah, there's someone in my life that doesn't want me to exist. And I feel fine because I've got a nemesis. I have a nemesis.